right. It's good to be with you guys this evening. I uh, want to thank the guy, uh, Paul and your daughter for worship. That was awesome. And uh, hopefully you guys are with me. Why don't you grab your Bibles and let's go to Matthew chapter 11. And we're going to look at a passage this evening that the Lord has been over the last month, just having a conversation with me about his kingdom and how things are being shaken right now and what the, the Lord is doing in response to that. Um, a lot of people have asked me over the last month, did God cause all of this? Or, or what's the benefit that God has done this? I actually don't believe that the Lord has caused what we're seeing right now, but I believe that he's moving in the midst of it to try to draw an, a wave of people to himself. Uh, for his own people, I believe he's trying to break us free from all the voices that try to grab our attention and get us to listen to him as a shepherd. I also believe that um, he's trying to deal with the, the amount of fear that's uh, in the culture and in the body of Christ. And so in Matthew chapter 11, we're going to start in verse uh, 11 also, Matthew 11, 11. Last time I was with you, if you remember, I was talking about um, that we're in a Kairos moment. And in Kairos moments, they can be a personal thing in your life or they can be going on in the group that you're fellowshipping with. Your state can actually go through that. A nation can go through that. And then ultimately the world can go through a Kairos moment. Well, I believe that the world, every one of those levels, we're going through a Kairos moment. People are experiencing it personally, uh, statewide, nationally, in the body of Christ, outside of the body of Christ, and in nations. We're in a Kairos moment. And God is speaking to us. And during that uh, time, people are like, well, how would I know God's trying to have a conversation? Or how would we recognize the kingdom in a time of chaos? Well, here in uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 11, we just had John's disciples come to Jesus and ask him if he was the Messiah. And now remember, John has been thrown into prison. And so the person that they saw looked to in leadership, their whole understanding of who God is, is being shaken. And they're coming to Jesus and they're saying, are you the one that uh, is the Messiah? And Jesus says, well, go tell John this. And he's talking about healing and deliverance and all that. And in verse 11, it says Jesus is talking about John the Baptist. And he says this, truly, I say to you, among those born of women, there is not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violent men take it by force. And then it says, for all the prophets and all the laws prophesied until John, and if you're willing to accept it, John himself is Elijah who was to come. He who has an ear, let him listen. Now, our passage tonight is going to be specifically verse 12, where it says, from the days of John the Baptist till now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violent men take it by force. Now, what is, what is he trying to say here? When, when I first looked at this, I actually was just absolutely confused. I was trying to think, well, the kingdom suffers violence. Does that mean there's persecution when you preach the gospel or that um, people that are evil are coming against the kingdom. And it kind of sounds like that. But 
the second part of it doesn't kind of connect with that. If that's what he's talking about, the second part doesn't make sense. And so here I'm, I, um, I was looking at it. And during this time, I've been asking the Lord, what are you trying to tell the church to get ready for? And where's your heart? And the Lord started pointing to me about the move of his presence coming among the nations right now and drawing a harvest in. And as he was speaking to me about it, he, he pointed me back to this passage and he said, now go and look at this again and get this in your heart because I want you to understand what I'm doing right now. And so what does this mean? The, from the time of Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence. Let's take the word suffer violence. It's actually a one Greek word. It's a byzalo. And properly, it means that it's not violence like an evil thing. It's actually talking about a force of power. And this is actually, there's, this is only used twice in the Greek New Testament. And it's right here in this passage. And so when it says suffered violence, the better way to say it or the fuller understand it is would be this. The kingdom of God comes powerfully and shakes people. Now, it'd, take, it'd be harder to say that, so they just translated it, suffer violence. And, and because people don't understand where they're going with this word, they think this is a negative thing, but it's actually saying this. From the time that God started moving in Israel's history till now, how you recognize God moving among people is he comes to them in power. And when he comes to them in power, there's a, a certain effect that happens to people when the power of God shows up. Now, you and I, in our culture, it's kind of funny, you and I have been called to understand and minister in the power of God. But most people are afraid of this because they believe that power is something that's negative or it has bad effects. But in God's kingdom, it actually, this power that's being described, it's actually an interesting word. It actually is the idea of shaking something to life in a very positive sense. So humanity, the scripture is very kind to say humanity is here. It's dead in relationship to the Lord. So what has to be released to a dead person to bring them from being in rebellion to the Lord to wanting to have relationship with the Lord. There has to be this incredible power that shakes people, literally resurrects them from a place of rebellion and death before God to wanting life and relationship with him. And so that's what the passage is saying. God is it's giving a history lesson here. God has consistently done this through history. So now here we are in history again. God is moving powerfully among people, and he's trying to wake them up to a good thing that his kingdom is doing in the midst of us. I had done um, some meetings in Minneapolis several years ago, and I'd gotten done, and we went to Applebee's to uh, basically eat a meal, and I, you know, I wanted to watch the football score, so I had done a healing service. God had shown up. He had uh, demonstrated his love and ministered and healed people, and I'm just trying to watch the football game. And I had two other men with me. And this waitress, a woman, she comes and she's trying to help us. And they're <clears throat> trying to witness to her and tell her about the Lord. And um, I'm kind of watching them and I'm kind of wanting to ignore it and watch the football scores. I just figure, well, they know what they're doing. I'll just kind of do my thing. And I'm, I'm kind of looking around her and she's trying to get my order. And I'm, I'm some talking to her and I'm also trying to watch football scores. 
And I'm watching them talk to her and I'm now I'm engaging and I'm saying, Lord, what do you want me to do here? And I was wanting like this really powerful word. Well, her name's this and her, here's her favorite ice cream. But the Lord basically said, he kind of just gave me a key to her heart. And he said, ask her if she'd like to meet me right now. So she comes back around again. And these two gentlemen are now presenting the Lord to her again. And I stopped and I said, do you mind if I interject here? And she looks at me and I said, how would you like to meet Jesus right now? And she just kind of, she got this stunned look on her face and she said, well, what would I have to do? And I said, well, if you just put your hand on the table, I'm going to put my hand on top of yours and I'm going to ask the Lord to come and make himself known to you. Would you like that? Now, as I'm saying that to her, the presence of God is starting to encounter her and she's being gripped by a force that's beyond her, a different reality is settling on her. And she's not only coming into conviction, life is starting to energize her. Now, because of the opportunities that the Lord has given me, I've had the opportunity to see a lot of people come to the Lord. And I've watched this phenomenon happen over and over. When God is moving in people and families and nations in the world, when he is moving, He's not coming in a weak way to people. He's coming in a very powerful way to awaken them. And there's an effect that happens on them. And I can sense it right now. And I'm going to point to some things to you that this is going on right now. God wants you to recognize it and participate with him in what he's doing. Then look at the passage. Let's go back. Let's look at the passage here in Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. It says, from the days of John the Baptist till now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Or let me retranslate. The kingdom of heaven moves powerfully to awaken people. And then look, it, it switches its concept and it says men, violent men. What does that mean? Violent men take it by force. So evil people take the kingdom. That's not what the passage is saying. It's the same word for violence here. So now this is a positive reaction and it's showing when this positive reaction comes into the soul of people, when they become awakened, something awakens inside of them. What awakens inside of people when the kingdom draws near to them? Take it by force is really interesting because you have that first Greek word I told you about suffering violence or violence, and then take it by force. The word uh, take it by force is ha Paseo, and it actually means to see someone by force, which is interesting, and it creates a craving inside of them. So think about that. The kingdom of God, the Holy Spirit comes among, among people. We present the Lord to people. The Spirit of the Lord is brooding over people that, in a sense, are dead in relationship with God. He violently awakes them from the dead, and there's a reaction that happens inside of them. Well, what's the reaction? When the kingdom of God and the power of God comes to the soul of people, all of a sudden, their rebellion and their desire for relationship with God gets broken free inside their heart. And the word here, um, to take it by force, is a word that's used to pursue a treasure and give up everything else until you possess this. Now, let's go back to the story I was telling you about the lady in the restaurant. 
As I said, would you like to receive Jesus? And the power of God came on her. I said, well, just say this after me. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, come into my heart. Give me eternal life. Give me eternal life. And then she took over. All of a sudden, the spirit of the Lord engaged her and she became alive. And here she's having this dynamic relationship with Jesus in real time in front of us. She went from not even knowing if he's real. She felt like she couldn't come to him because of all the sin in her background. She was involved in relationships she shouldn't be. And Jesus just kind of broke through all of that and just kind of caused her to want him so bad that she was willing to drop all that and just reach out to him. And she seized him like he was a treasure. Now, it's interesting. This word points to the fact that when this power of God comes to people, it awakens a treasure hunt in them that nothing else has value except this person who is making himself known to her. She got gripped by him. She started sobbing. Now, guys, can you imagine? We're in a restaurant. She's my waiter. She's supposed to be taking my order. She gets hit by the power of God, and now she's She's, she's experiencing love for the first time from a loving God, and it's just gripping her, and she just kind of backs up from us and starts walking around the restaurant. By the way, she still didn't take my order, and she's, I'm watching her, and now she's walk, talking to coworkers, and she's describing this whole thing, and she's talking about how, she, and then she's telling other people in the audience, and you guys ready? When you discover a treasure that is worth everything, when you encounter this love that is transformative, it, it becomes a living dynamic in you that you have to give to everybody. Now, in the day and age we live in, especially right now, what are we seeing going on? What's the purpose of shaking? The purpose isn't just to shake for the fun of it. It's to break you free so that you stop depending on temporal things and begin to search for eternal things that can only satisfy you. It is only the kingdom, the Lord Jesus Christ, that can satisfy you at a level that temporal things cannot. And God allows a shaking of temporal things so that you'll look for eternal reality and stability, and assurance. And that's, that's the season that we're in right now. So when the kingdom of God's power comes to the soul of people, the fruit of a power encounter comes to them. And what's the fruit of it? Peace, love, joy. God comes to you. In, in a sense, it's like everyone's waiting for the appearing of the Lord, but God wants to come to individuals now and appear to them. Give them their first encounter with the Lord before his second coming. He is trying to grip people about this. I had um, I'd been in Minneapolis also um, another time. This was just about a year or so ago. And I'd gone to Chipotle to order a meal. And I'm looking at the guy behind the counter. And I'm asking the Lord, what's on your heart for this young man? And the Lord starts sharing with me. He's a musician. And he actually believes I'm against his gifting. And I want you to tell him that I'm not. I've given him that gifting and that I'm going to bless him in it. And you guys ready? He's the guy that's doing the meat. And so he's asked me, do you want chicken or steak? And I'm just kind of looking at him. I'm trying to figure out, well, how am I going to do this? And so, you know, if you ever try to look cool when you do that, you just have to give up after a while. I just kind of looked at him and I said, you know, you're, you're a musician, aren't you? And you write music. And he's like, well, how in the world do you know that? And I just said, well, the God who loves you shares secrets sometimes. 
And I said, and you believe that God is against your gifting. And he wanted, he sent me here to tell you he's not. He's for you and he's going to break you free. And as I'm telling him that, this kingdom comes over him. He gets this look on his face like he's hearing reality for the first time and something broke off of him. Now he's supposed to be giving me either chicken or steak. He gets so excited. He yells in Chipotle, that's great news. I mean, really loud and just shocked everybody. And I said, oh, by the way, I want chicken. So he does my order. I'm talking and I can, I can watch him. This, he's being encountered with reality and eternity in a moment. And he's feeling that he wants this prize. And God is ministering to his heart. And I'm trying to say bye to someone else. And he believes I'm talking to him. And he's, he's yelling at me and thanking me for a God encounter. Why? See, we think, well, Jesus has sent you and I out into this mess. And he's not going to be with me. All he's doing is saying, show up. My kingdom is going to come by force in people's lives. And I'm, I'm in, the, in the season right now of gripping people. Now, one more thing as I wrap this up. God is in the process of creating a response in people's hearts to awaken them right now. They're searching for this treasure. God is purposely showing them that people can't meet it. Finances can't meet it. Society can't meet it. There is a kingdom and it's calling people right now. Now, I don't know if you see this, but on my Facebook page, um, Brian Fenimore on Plumline, I had just posted, because I'm trying to keep up, what is the kingdom doing right now? You know, if you guys are like I am, if you're listening to the news, it's kind of disparaging. And so what I'm trying to intentionally do is give you another perspective of what's going on in the world right now. And on my website specifically, I've been following evangelists and what evangelists are doing around the world. And like two weeks ago, I posted this on my Facebook page, a guy named Nick Hall that runs a ministry called Pursue. He was seeking the Lord and the Lord told him to do a broadcast with several evangelists on YouTube. And it all came together within two weeks and CBN was interviewing him. And they did this live broadcast around the world on YouTube presenting the gospel and they had over 117,000 people come to the Lord in the middle of this. And they're labeling it. You'll find this funny. They're calling it the Great Quarantine Revival. Now, think about that. Everybody's like, well, what's going on in our communities right now? The kingdom is singing, calling, drawing people. Now, if you're not in a place where you can present the gospel, dive into this because God is saying, pray for this. Pray for me to break off these things in people's lives so that they can come into the kingdom because we're in a Kairos moment. The kingdom is coming in power and he's causing an awakening to happen in people. Now, would you join me in prayer? And then I'm going to turn it back over to Paula. Join me in prayer for a moment. Father, as sometimes we get shaken by the temporal things and we keep looking at the stuff that's going on in the midst of us, would you shake us free from that? We trust you to meet our needs, but get us to see what the kingdom is doing right now. Awaken us. Lord, we join together and we ask 
Let the kingdom come in power among the nations and draw in the harvest in this season. We thank you that you are the Lord of the harvest. We recognize it and we bless it and we thank you for it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen.